It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by Ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams. I've done all sorts of creative deals with other people's money. There's a lot of ways to do strategic partnerships. There's a lot of uh, interesting things. I've done house hacking, tax deeds, you name it. Today, we have a really cool guy, Craig Kurlop. I hope I said that right, Craig. Yeah, Craig you got Kurlop, it. Man. Who works at Bigger Pockets. So, for two years, he was a, working at a venture capital firm back in California. He was a Bigger Pockets user, actually, um, always on there typing around. He's followed, uh, you know, Brandon Turner and what he's been doing on the webinars. And it took him to actually coming to work for a BP. Is that right, Craig? Yeah, that's exactly right. Tell um, us, tell us a little bit. What? When did you? You said you got started at BP back in April of seventeen. Yeah, so I got started at BP in April seventeen. Uh, I had realized probably in June, July of twenty sixteen that my previous job was not going to be uh, much more of a long term kind of deal, uh, and so I pretty much I got onto BP probably about end of July, August, 2017, 2016, sorry. Mm, and okay. I basically was on there just researching, watching the webinars, trying to learn as much as I can about real estate as possible. Uh, and then, you know, around December, January timeframe, I saw a position open up called financial analyst on bigger pockets. And I just thought the stars were kind of aligning. Nice. And so uh, I applied and I was fortunate enough to sweep through the cracks and get the position here at bigger pockets. Awesome. So you said your official title is financial analyst, but what do you do? What does that mean? Yeah. So at a startup type company like Better Pockets, obviously it means kind of a lot, but basically what I primarily do is, you know, at the end of the day, Better Pockets is a company. And so I make sure that the financials are all in order. And so basically that, so at the end of the month, uh, you know, Josh and Scott and those guys can basically look at a model that is accurate and correct and reflects how Better Pockets performed in the past months. And if there's any areas of concern, how do we address those concerns and how do we, you know, exactly how do we address the concerns? I love that. And uh, what's, you talked about going indoor skydiving. I've never done that. Who, yeah. did, who did you go with? So we went uh, as a company, uh, Josh and his wife, Julie, took us all as a kind of like a company holiday treat to indoor skydiving uh, somewhere around here in Denver. I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was, uh, it was a really cool experience. So, I mean, you kind of just go into this like wind tunnel almost and you kind of just lay down and then the wind is so, you know, it's so much power that you actually kind of go up and down, up and down. And it feels like I've been regular skydiving too, and it feels exactly the same. Wow. Uh, so it is, it is pretty cool. Nice. Nice. And so the whole bigger pockets team went. Yeah. The whole bigger pockets team went. It was a really good time. I think everybody had a lot of fun. Okay. Awesome. So let's get into something. So you said back in April of 17, that's when you, you came over to BP uh, after seeing that they had an opening of something that you were very comfortable with. Um, were you already investing at the time? No. So I was not investing at the time. Actually, at the time I was planning on moving to Florida um, because that's where I just thought a lot of real estate was up and coming. Uh, so I had no intentions of ever moving to Denver, but then the bigger pockets opportunity came up and I, it was a no brainer. I had to move here to work at bigger pockets. And so right when I moved to bigger pockets, I basically had a list of things I needed to do. You know, I needed to one, find a place to rent for a couple of months, but then I was going to find a lender, find an agent, find a property. I really just wanted to close as soon as I can. I was really ready to go. And so, you know, within two months, wait, April, two and a half months, I was closed on my property. So 
awesome. I think it was a pretty quick time frame, and it, I think it worked out pretty nicely. All right, so this is a creative real estate strategy. You did a house hack. So let us, can you tell the listeners what is a house hack? Yeah, so a house hack is when you buy typically a single family, a single or single family residence or a small multifamily residence, basically one to four units, and you live in one unit while renting out the others such that the rent from the other units can help pay down your mortgage or hopefully fully pay your mortgage and hopefully some extra for reserves. Uh, and so that's exactly what I did. I bought a duplex. I live in one unit and rent out the other. And I also, so in Denver, as you know, it's very hard to find a house hack, a duplex that works. And so that's when I said, okay, you know, I need to get a little bit creative. And so what I did was I rent the top out full time, like if you typically would. And I rent and I kind of made a quasi bedroom out of my living room by putting up a room divider and a curtain. And, a food, and I put like a nice futon behind that. And so that's where I sleep. And I Airbnb out the, the bedroom. And wow. I, I really enjoy that actually. And, you know, the, you know, I really enjoy meeting people coming in and out, but also the, you know, it's very lucrative as well. So that, that's really cool. So how many bedrooms are in this two, uh, two unit? So it's two total bedrooms. So they're okay, two, so one it's bed, a one, one, one and a one, 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 it's one, one. Up, down. Okay. So one, yeah, one, one, one. There you go. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And so perfect. Um, and you decided to put up a curtain and let someone use the room. That's interesting. I like that a lot. So basically, tell us the numbers. How much did you buy it for? And um, what, are, what are you getting into return? Yeah, so it's a brand new place, brand new build. Uh, and I bought it for three eighty five last year. Hmm. And so I was able to rent, the, and, and there's nothing like this around the area. So I really didn't know what I was going to get for rent. So I was kind of, that was kind of the risk I took. And so I ended up getting it for about $17.50 for the top. And the bottom, you know, I rent out on Airbnb and I would probably average about a thousand bucks a month there. In the summer, it's closer to 1500 In the winter, it's, you know, 800 or so. But between 12, probably between 10 and, and 1200 is where I average. Um, that's just and, in, that's in both units or that's just your own unit. That's total. So, so oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. 1200 plus the 1750 is total. 1200 so it's plus 1750. Yeah. So, so it's 2900 or yeah, about 2900, three grand. What's your so. mortgage again? My mortgage is just shy of 2300. Awesome. So you're definitely making money if you're making almost 3000 and your mortgage is 2300. I love that. Yeah. And so uh, before we started the show, you talked about you're looking for another one. So how's that going? Yeah, well, that is definitely much tougher because I'm kind of looking for a different type of property now, a little Mm. bit more popular one. I'm looking for a single family, one that I can house hack in a different sort of way, which is rent by the room. So ideally, I'd like to find, you know, a three bed, two bath type property that I can, that has enough square footage, probably 1900 plus square feet, where I can add a couple of bedrooms maybe with an unfinished basement and rent out by the room that way. So I would actually, you know, I think I'm graduating and I get my own bedroom now and rent out the other three to four rooms. Okay. So you're thinking four or five total bedrooms. Correct. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what the numbers might look like on, on something like that. So what do you think you could buy of, let's just say a four, three, four. I'm looking, I'm really hoping I can get one for around three twenty five, three fifty. Okay. Four, three for three fifty. Four three. Mm-hmm. I'm writing this down. Three fifty. All right. So, if you did that, the mortgage would probably be similar to that first one, then, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, twenty three hundred ish. Yep. Uh, would you need to refinance out uh, one of the loans? Are you using FHA or what? So I'm using FHA for my current property right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one, I would probably do a five percent down, no PMI option. Is kind of what I'm leaning towards. Okay. How how do you have a FHA going as well as a five percent down going? That's pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people that are listening to the podcast might think that you it's always eighty twenty eighty twenty. Um, so and other people might think it, which is kind of me. I thought you did an FHA, and then the next one had to be an eighty twenty. So. Tell us a little bit more about how you're doing that. Yeah, so so you can only have one FHA out loan at a time, right? So mm-hmm. that is 100% true. And right now, my FHA was a 3.5% down like you mm-hmm. would. And I also had a 3.5% interest rate on that. So the interest rate actually isn't that bad. Wow. And if I were to refinance out, actually, actually my monthly payment would be higher because interest rates have risen in the past year. Mm. And so uh, lenders offer this option called, it's basically 5% down conventional. Okay. So you can, ha- you can have that loan out at the same time as an FHA. So I don't need to yeah. refinance the FHA. I basically do a 5% down conventional and the PMI burns off every year without right. having to refi. So that's kind of the advantages of that. I love it. So um, 5% of 350 is be about 17, 18 grand? Yep. Okay. I'll just put 18K down. And then what do you think you'll get if you have four... Well, three other tenants, three other, I guess, would, would these be short-term tenants or long-term tenants? Uh, probably six to 12 months, yeah. Okay, so um, it wouldn't be Airbnb? Probably not, no. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so these would be, you know, probably people who just moved out of college kind of people, like young professionals kind of looking to make friends. Okay. Is, uh, what do you think their rents would be if you only had three of them with you? Uh, I'd probably say I could probably get probably between 800, probably around 800, 800, 900. Okay. I've okay. got a friend who, who just bought a property in Denver and she's getting 900 for each one of the rooms that she has. So, Okay. So being conservative, saying eight times three is 24 and your mortgage is only 23,000, you're already making money. And this is if you do a four, three and you'd, it'd be even better probably with a five, a five, three. Yeah. It'll be much better with a five, three. That's oh. what I'm hoping for. Uh, and in the four three, you know, it's not really even making money. I mean, I guess I'm saving, so I'm not really, I'm not paying a living expense. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna probably set aside a couple hundred bucks for reserves. So you know, at the end of the day, I might be out a little bit. But if I were to ever move out of that property and rent out my room, then yeah. I'm cash flowing. So. So quick question: um, How did you learn about house hacking? Was that before or after you started working at BP? So I knew house hacking just because I was on BP all the time and okay. learned it through that. Um, I guess I've learned all these different types of niches within house hacking just by, you know, meeting people in the community. I see you at the meetups all the time. So, you know, uh, we're talking to people there and just kind of getting ideas from them. Yeah. And that's where I've learned a lot of it. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, Well, I appreciate you going through that. And we will move on to the final five, but right after these messages. Support for the Creative Real Estate Podcast is provided by Lead Funding, a great private lender serving Colorado, Arizona, Texas, and Washington State. We at Blue Spruce have worked with Lead Funding and heartily endorsed them. What we love about Lead Funding is that, number one, they're fast. I've personally seen them underwrite and close a loan in just 48 hours. And number two, they are active investors themselves. That means we'll help you understand the pros and cons of a deal. And if it doesn't look good, they'll advise you on how to make it work or even walk away. They don't look just at the numbers. They have a keen eye for whether there are hidden gotchas in the rehab that you may not have noticed in your own due diligence. 
Seriously, these guys know their stuff and are great to work with. You can find them online at leadfunding.com or by calling 303-834-3494. And make sure you listen to our interview with lead funding partner Al Robertson in episode four. Once again, call 303-834-3494 or just go to leadfunding.com. All right, we're back. So the final five, you've kind of already answered the creative real estate deal that, that you've, you've done. The most creative real estate deal is the first and only one you've so far done. And it's amazing <laughs> because you're making, you're making money at the place where you're living. You're not even having to pay rent. So I'm really glad we talked about that. What is a good book that you would suggest, one good book that you suggest to the listeners? Oh, that's always tough. Um, real estate book or business book or it doesn't matter? It does not matter. Uh, so I always, I will recommend Never Split the Difference Great. by Chris Voss. Uh, it's a negotiating book. It saved me. I think that $10 I spent on that book has saved me over $20,000 in the last year and a half. So well Great. worth the investment. I appreciate you saying that. It's actually kind of fun uh, because Never Split the Difference has probably come up 10 out of the last uh, 15 times that I've done oh, recorded the really? podcast. So trying to be original. Uh, so I would like uh, other people to notice that and uh, gravitate toward it. So here's, here's a really good question, especially for you, Craig. So remember where you were five years ago and think forward where you will be in five years. Let's talk about what that picture looks like. Yeah, so five years ago, I guess I was still in school. Uh, I was at Northeastern University in Boston, and I was pursuing a finance degree, and I thought I was going to be this big shot investment banker living in corporate America, driving nice cars, and living, nice, living in really nice places. Uh, I'd say things kind of went a little differently now. I'm less uh, materialistic, I would say, and you know, more focused on the financial freedom aspect of it. Um, five years from now, I would like to be at a spot where I am financially free, which to, I don't know if your listeners know what financially free means, but basically it means what that you mean? uh, it means that you've you've invested enough assets such that your passive income exceeds your expenses, so that you no longer rely on W two work and you are free to pursue your passions without having to worry about money. Great. Great. And so that's where you plan to be in five years. Hopefully less than that, but definitely in five okay. years. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. H- how do you give back, Craig? Uh, so I give back by, I try to share as much knowledge as I can by coming on the podcast and writing the blogs and all that kind of stuff. I also typically, I don't have a particular charity that I donate to or anything, but usually when friends ask for money on Facebook and they're raising money, I'll always throw, you know, hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there just to show them that I'm thinking about them kind of thing. But yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing. And how do people get a hold of you, uh, find you, and if they want to talk to you about uh, all of this house hacking? Yeah. So you can find me on Bigger Pockets. That's probably the best place. Um, I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. I check those pretty regularly. Uh, we can put my social media stuff in the show notes or whatever. But yeah, definitely those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Absolutely. So guys, go down into the show notes. You'll have uh, Craig Kerlop's uh, information. And definitely, I encourage you to reach out to him, get on Bigger Pockets, learn some of these creative strategies, and also keep listening. Keep listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.